It's the last mailbag of Cincinnati Bengals training camp, and a lot of your questions are around roster surprises or surprise roster cuts. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts and become an everydayer, become a first listener, making us your first listen as you listen to this podcast every day and don't miss an episode. We appreciate each and every one of you who is part of one or both of those clubs. Today's show brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They'll help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And James, today we're diving into another preseason mailbag. A lot of questions about surprise roster candidates, surprise roster cuts, breakout candidates. But let's start with the Joe Burrow question. I feel like that's just the right thing to do on any yep. Bengals podcast. Sergeant Huday is curious, and I think we, we've alluded to this at times, but what the expectation is for Joe Burrow's return to practice? I, like the when? Because I think the, when. The, the when, would you say? I think the when, yes. Yeah, the when. All right, so I'll do a when in, in how it's going to happen because I think I have a decent idea. When I think it's going to be the middle of next week where we'll see him on the practice field. We'll see him in a helmet and we'll see him throwing the football. The, how much the, the team reps, all of those things. I I don't think that happens next week, but as far as like install some individual stuff, I think he can go through that. The walkthrough stuff, which obviously isn't open to the, the media, I think we will be be in on that stuff starting, I would say, late next week, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, in that range. I think we'll see Joe Burrow on the practice field. I don't think he'll be doing everything, but he will be out there, and you will see video of him doing something. And, and then practice will shut down for us, uh, media, and then he'll probably ramp it up, and he'll have a good week of practice going into that Browns game. So I think that's kind of the track that they want, that the plan is, because he's getting work in now. I know Zach Taylor on Monday when I asked about the throwing, is he continuing to throw? He, he didn't give me the answer. But I can tell you he's throwing regularly. He's progressing well. He feels good. And, and so everything is pointing to him being back, I would say, in the middle of next week. I, I would be pretty surprised if he wasn't on the practice field in the middle of next week doing something because that's sort of the next step for him and in was sort of the plan all along is to get him on the field at late August, early September. The injury was about a month ago at this point, right? It was, late it was July. July 27th. Yeah. July 27th. So, so not even a month ago yet. We're about four weeks. 
27th to 1st to 8th to 15th to 22nd as we record this. We're about at four weeks. This is about the time where you would expect him to be back doing something. We know that they were going to play it cautious with him. So that makes sense. The other question uh, related to that, that that came to mind as you were answering that question, James, when, it, when does the media access change? That's a good point, I think, to to talk about as far as when you can watch full practice versus when it goes to the regular season, you can see 15 minutes of practice and then you're out of there. Yeah. Let me see here. I'm, I'm looking. So next week it changes. Yeah. It changes Wednesday. So it's that Wednesday, Thursday, so August 30th and 31st. So the last open practice to the media, the entire training camp open practice would be th- Thursday. And then this after week. that, Yes, and then they travel to Washington. They play in Washington. Sunday's an off day. Team will meet on Monday as the coaches go through things. The front office goes through things. And then obviously cut down day is Tuesday. And so then they don't practice again until Wednesday. And so that's why you might as well give him this extra five days, basically, mm-hmm. where it's meetings and roster gymnastics and all of those things. But I would be pretty surprised if we didn't see him out there on August 30th. I wonder how much we'll even be able to see that that's going to be the difficult part. Like you might see him out there. Is he warming up? Does it look like yeah. he's going to practice? And then we'll, we'll see, do we get practice reports or do those not even start until the following week? They don't start until game week. You don't have to. So I, I honestly, I think their goal will be to get him in line to where, when that first practice report comes out, it says full participant. Mm-hmm. Or he's not even listed because I don't even think they would necessarily need to list him. I, I know this is a known injury, but it's if he practices in full, then there's no there's no need to list him. So we'll see. And, and then they also could go the other way where he he sits out three reps and then they put him as limited. So mm-hmm. yeah, who knows? Who knows if he's going to play? Maybe maybe you have to prepare for Jake Browning and Trevor Simeon, Cleveland so Browns. The Bengals could really play this tight to the vest if they wanted to. And Zach's done that. I mean, he wouldn't even confirm that he's been throwing when I know, like, it's not hard to figure out if Joe Burrow's been throwing when you cover the team and you're in the building. We've also seen it. Everyone's seen it. It's, it's... But, but like regularly, like it's, right. been, it's not like there's been an issue, a setback, anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. no, everything's progressed well. I don't think you would have heard Zach Taylor be as positive about how Joe Burrow looks and in general, Joe Burrow's health on Monday yeah. if there have been a setback. Let's take... One more question here about a specific player before we get into some of the roster general questions or unit questions. Grant Venable at Bamakuda, Bamakuda, Bamakuda on Twitter. How solid do you consider Charlie Jones to be a wide receiver for, given that his injury has limited his preseason? It's a bit of a trick question, I think, James, or it'll have a trick answer. It is because it's like, how solid do you feel like Chase Brown is as RB1? Consi- right. You know, like, and I'm not trying to knock the, the question because I, I get it. There's a lot of people, including myself, who thought that he could pick, maybe overtake Trent Irwin. But early in camp, Irwin said, nah, I'm wide receiver four. He made play after play after play, whether it was from Burrow. Uh, obviously, these two backup quarterbacks, he's made plays in the preseason. We've seen that even though he's not taking a ton of snaps. And so I think he's entrenched as wide receiver four. Charlie Jones is, is dealing with that shoulder, and that that is bothering him a little bit, I think. He's learning to play through it. And I think he will be able to play through it. A lot of guys have done it, as Zach Taylor mentioned on Monday. And, and so 
define Charlie Jones's role? I think he's the backup slot. Is he? That's the question. Is he the first slot receiver off the bench today? That was going to be my follow-up because I don't know that that's 100%. Who, who do you think it is? I, I think it could still. I know Trent Irwin has his struggles with the slot, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was him. I, I think it's it's kind of like running back where it's it's multiple guys. Trent Irwin would get his snaps. Charlie Jones would get his in the slot. They would move Jamar there some with Irwin outside, and then Higgins there with Irwin and, and Chase outside. Like it would be this hybrid where mm-hmm. it's not like Charlie Jones is this plug-and-play Tyler Boyd replacement this right. year, or, or at least in week one if something happened. But he would get his fair share of snaps in the slot, if that makes sense. It would be um, a, a unique hybrid version of it, which is fine. Be multiple. And mm-hmm. I think – Higgins and Chase are obviously multiple and versatile. One thing we talked about yesterday, Mike and I, James, was Charlie Jones' snap count from preseason game one to preseason game two went from about 66-33 split out uh, slot to out wide, about 66% of his slot snaps in the slot in preseason week one to 100% of his snaps in the slot. In week two, obviously, we know we, we've talked about that they're trying to work him at slot. We talked about how that's a transition for him from where he played at Purdue from outside to the slot and how there's a learning curve there. But clearly the Bengals changed their preseason focus for Charlie Jones to be 100 percent slot focused. And that is his trajectory. That is his future. I just wonder if we will start the season that way. With Charlie Jones, he'll have a chance to show that he's ready for that role here once again in preseason game number three. Coming up next, James, let's get into some of these big, sweeping 53-man roster questions in the mailbag. It's that time of the preseason. We'll do that next. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. One thing is for certain when it comes to Bird Dogs. If you want to look good, feel good, play good, well, you got to get bird dogs and training camp has been hot it's going to be really 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 hot on wednesday and thursday it was on monday at practice and i'm not complaining best job in the world but guess what helps bird dogs because they have fabric that is going to keep you cool their sweat wicking fabric keeps you dry all day long i've worn their shorts all camp long they look great they give your leg a nice sculpted look, even though if you skip leg day like Jake Lisko, it still works. I'm just kidding. Jake does leg day, but he wears bird dogs too, and you should. And it's not just shorts. No, 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 no. Their joggers are a staple for me as the fall hits here in Cincinnati, and I'm covering practice outside. You got to check it at birddogs.com slash NFL with promo code LOCKEDONNFL, and you're going to get a free white tech hat with your order. All you have to do right now, birddogs.com slash locked on NFL, promo code locked on NFL. You're going to look good. You're going to feel good. Check them out today, birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. James, let's talk about this offensive line a little bit. Our next question from Eric at the Cincy Cat. For the final Mm -hmm. cuts on the offensive line, is there someone you can see edging out Jackson Carmen for the final roster spot? I think Deontay Smith is a keeper. Nate Gilliam and Ben Brown look pretty interesting. And Eric thinks everyone wants to see Lel Collins as a backup. How do you see it breaking down? And this is something we've touched on a little bit. You can obviously start since I read the question, and then we'll get into it. Well, Lel Collins, let's start there because I think – 
He is the perfect stash. Hide him for a rainy day when something happens and, and you realize, oh my goodness, we need to, to, to unleash the beast. Just let him get as healthy as possible. He underwent that surgery in January. Obviously, it's August. And even though it's been, I, I think it's been like just over seven months for him. It was, it was early January. So with that said, the other guys, who, who could it be? Because if he's on the pup list, you keep him on the pup list and then take him off of it after week four. And, and that gives him more time to heal. As far as Jackson Carmen, I think it could come down to a Jackson Carmen, Deontay Smith, Akima Denigy. And how many linemen do they want to keep? Do they want to keep 10? Because if so, maybe you fit all, all three of those guys. But maybe it's nine. And if they keep nine, I, I think they're most likely to release out of those three. Probably Adenogy. Maybe you go Deontay Smith, although he's putting out some decent preseason tape, so you, you might not want to risk it. And, and so I think it would be one of those two. Carmen, I got to be honest, I think it's the second round pick aspect of this. Across the league, they would wager, all right, well, he was the second rounder, has all these physical tools that haven't necessarily translated on the field, but someone would claim him. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, th I think that's the part of it when you, you look at these back end. Who's going, most likely to get claimed? And, and I think Adenogy could probably sneak through. That said, I, I still think that it, it would not shock me if they were able to move Carmen in a trade. Yeah, not no, saying that it, it's likely, but I, I think that of those three guys – He's the one where they would, the front office would be open to, to dealing here at the, the cut down day deadline. Yeah, the challenge with Carmen to release him, there, there's a ton of challenges, which is why they won't release him. One is that there's a dead cap hit. The other is that he's shown that he's much more comfortable at left tackle. The Bengals have two guys that can play left tackle in Jonah Williams who's going to start at right tackle, but would move over to left tackle, we believe, if Orlando mm -hmm. Brown were to be unable to play right tack left tackle for any number of plays. But Orlando Brown is also obviously going to play left tackle. So when you have two guys that are starting on your offensive line who are going to be your first two left tackles, and Jackson Carmen is at best your third left tackle, that's where the value to the Bengals might not be quite as high as the value to other teams that are looking for maybe even a starting left tackle because Carmen showed in the postseason last year that you can survive with Carmen at left tackle. In the case of the Bills game, you can even thrive. And depending on your offense, if you need a guy who's going to get out there and maul people in the run game, Jackson Carmen's really good at that. So there's no way that Carmen makes it through waivers for whatever his issues are with the right side, for whatever his issues have been in terms of inconsistency and pass protection where the flashes are there and you just don't see it consistently there's no way he makes it through waivers, right? So he's he's on this team unless they decide to to trade him. The likelihood of that trade, I think, is is nebulous. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's I mean, somebody tweeted about this today. I don't remember who it was. There hasn't been a single trade in the NFL since training camp started, which isn't terribly uncommon, but since there's only one cutdown day anymore. You can get your best look at all these guys, get as much information as you can, and make those decisions as late as possible. Outside of Carmen, uh, Max Sharping is the other guy that I have currently on my 53-man projection, James, that there's not really much more of a question for for me. I think he's the first interior lineman off the bench right now for this team. 
And then after that, I think it's all questions. It's Deontay Smith, Hakeem Energy, Trey Hill, Cody Ford for two spots. And you probably keep one of those interior guys in one tackle. Hakeem Energy and Deontay Smith aren't terribly different players. Honestly, in my opinion, Trey Hill and Cody Ford aren't terribly different players either, except Trey Hill also has some experience at center. But they prefer Cody Ford, based on my understanding. So that's kind of where I think the offensive line is for the 53. Yeah, I think I think you're pretty close. It's it really is interesting to see how it's how it's evolved. I think that they do have good depth there for the first time in a while. And uh I know it's it's wild because I think we're used to talking about like a lot of these backups because of injuries and stuff, but mm-hmm. hopefully we just don't see many of them this year and, and Lel gets back, they keep him. I think that's big now. Yes. To keep him. Because if, if you don't, then then man. I, I don't want to be one injury away from banking on Carmen for a bunch of weeks. And and that's what Lyle does is it prevents that, at least one injury-wise from that. Let's uh, keep things going. And, ooh, I don't even know how to say this name. But that's uh, – uh, we'll, we'll go to the next one. I'll make you say that name. Robbie, at Rob Bob UK 5 says, who do you think could be a shocking roster cut at the 53-man roster? deadline well this goes hand in hand with the name you can't read but go ahead we'll we'll talk about well it's i think it's yogan or yohan rooney that's my guess started with an e and then it went elsewhere and i'm like i'm not gonna butcher that just because i don't want to disrespect our listeners and twitter followers shout out to y'all it's it's uh apparently owen I've, i've just googled it it's it's apparently an irish spelling Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Owen. Owen. All right. I I can do that. I I don't know. Okay. You can correct us. Mr. Mr. Rooney. I don't even. Yeah, I assume. Anyway, his question was, who do you think get in trouble? Who do you think will be the surprise player that makes a team that no one expects to make the team? So these, these questions are two sides of the same coin. A shocking cut that is realistic I think the only name that comes to mind for me, and I don't expect this to be clear, but the only name that comes to mind to me is, is Stanley Morgan Jr. And, oh. and I don't think that's happening. But oh. outside of that, I, who, who would they cut that they realistically would cut that we've talked about as a roster lock? Not as a roster lock, but I'll give you a couple surprises. One, we've just said it. We don't think they're going to cut Jackson Carmen. What if they do? Okay. What if what if what if he goes out there on on Saturday, struggles again, and they're like, you know what? Will be shocking. Yeah, you're right. I, so there's one. I'll give mm-hmm. you another one. I think Chris Evans would be a surprise right now. Shock, yes. maybe. Actually, I'm close to shock. Like I, I, I don't really so. know how they. I, I don't know how they cut him. <laughs> I yeah. really don't because he might be RB two. Yeah, so, uh, I, w- so, I would be very so surprised with this. On the defensive side of the ball, J2 Fele is the closest thing at this point to a, a surprise. A lot of people are talking, apparently, I haven't seen this, but I've seen other people saying, stop talking about releasing Josh Tupo. That would be shocking to me as well. Never uh, apparently, people are thinking about that. I, I would be shocked. Would you That's trade Josh Tupo? No. And keep Dominique Davis? No. I agree. Just yeah. ask him. It was something that was floated to me, not by anyone in the organization, to be clear, like a, a, a talking head personality. 
And I was like, yeah, I don't think so, even though they're deep in that D-line room. No, I'm okay. The the interior defensive line. Uh, Keep your I dudes. Mean, Keep your yeah. dudes. Yeah. And he's Coming one of next, the dudes. Let's talk about some surprises that may, may make the team. The other side of this coin, coin, Owen's question. We'll finish up the show with a breakout candidate. We'll do that next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you're making the right hire and you have access to the best, most qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs because they are number one for small businesses. And whether it's their simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with the right skills, the right experience that you're looking for, or their reach. They're going to reach so many candidates to find the right one. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So go to linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and you get to post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, James Owen's question, the much hyped name, Owen Rooney eight, the surprise to make the team. A guy we haven't talked about as much, perhaps. Who's on your mind? Oh, the surprise to make the team. Hmm. See, I, I couldn't read the name, so I didn't read the question. <laughs> so it actually surprised me a little bit. Okay. Um, the surprise to make the team. I, I, it's tough. I don't think there are many. I think – like it's not going to surprise me if Travion Williams makes it. I think he's going to make it. I think it would surprise me at this point and today if Tanner Hudson makes it. He had a nice That's couple of catches, but to me, Mitch Wilcox clearly activating him means we want him on the roster. They could have left him on pup and let it play out a little bit and done done some roster gymnastics. So to me, it would be Tanner Hudson. Outside of that. Like, would it surprise me if Sidney Jones made it and they went with a veteran? It wouldn't surprise me, even though I have DJ Ivy ahead of him right now. I, I guess, you know what it would surprise, the other one that would surprise me? If they kept five safeties in Mike Thomas. Mm -hmm. And I know he's valuable. I think he's going to stay in the building anyways. He's a veteran. He controls his own destiny. There's no waiver claims or nothing like that. You bring him back to the practice squad. It's real easy to do. You leave his parking spot. You leave his locker. And he comes back a few days later. That's what the you know Sunday through through Wednesday could be. He could be back in the building Wednesday or Thursday, certainly for game week. I wonder if that's that's one. I, I think if they kept him, that would surprise me a bit. Yeah, I think there's a pretty clear delineation around guys who might make the team and and who look to be on the outs. Like Cedric Jackson having a great preseason, not going to make the team. There's just no room for him, right? But mm -hmm. some guys that could be surprising. To make the team, Tanner Hudson was the first name that came to mind for me as well. A guy that looked like he could be tight end three. Mitch mm -hmm. Wilcox coming back changes that immediately. Like yeah. as soon as that's announced, I go into my 53-man projection and change the name to Wilcox. Um, but Drew Sample, I think, is still safe. So Devin Asiasi, Tanner Hudson, and I think in the opposite order, both of those guys would be very surprising. Asiasi, I think, would be behind Hudson. Trent Taylor. 
another guy that would be a surprise to make the team. I, I don't see that happening. It's it's hard to pick a surprise and say, yep, this is a surprise that I think is going to happen. Unless you'd be surprised that Cody Ford or Josh Tupo would make the team, which you shouldn't be if you listen to this show. Um, but I think I think those guys are ahead. Josh Tupo much more so than Cody Ford in, in their respective battles. Like Tupo, I think, is easy roster lock and mm-hmm. just Cody Agreed. Ford seems to be in that general vicinity to a lesser degree as well. But yeah, it's really hard to find a surprise to make the team. I think if you would have asked this question before training camp, uh, the answer probably would have been DJ Ivy as a guy that had that potential to, to push for a roster spot as a, a potential surprise. And the way training camp is gone. He, he looks like he's on the team now. What's your one more? Trent Taylor. I said that one. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I missed that one when you were talking. Of course, that's what I do. I was reading questions ahead. That that. What are the odds of that though? One percent. I mean, how how are you doing it? They just talked about Stanley Morgan being a shot. Well, this is how they would do it. This is so. This is how they would do it. Good. So I'm at least adding to the conversation because I missed that. Um, You would shut down Charlie Jones. You'd say, nah. Shoulder wise, let's let this heal. Shutting down Charlie Jones means you're going to go have the surgery now instead of later. That's, but, that's but all that's, that means, right? Correct. Yes. But th- that's, and I don't think that's really on the table, but I think that's the only way he makes the team. I think they're comfortable with Charlie Jones as a punt returner. We haven't seen it a lot. I think they're fine with him fielding the ball as far as after the catch and all that stuff. Fine. But it's not like Trent Taylor's great at that, super dynamic. So th- that's the the path to it. So, Who's the next guy to return punts if Charlie Jones does not return punts and Trent Taylor is not on the team? It's those two. So, 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 say it's game day, and Trent yep. Taylor's not active. Who's who's the next guy if they need another guy? Ooh. You could put Lasseter back there. So again, say it's game day. Lasseter and Trent Taylor aren't on oh, the team. Boyd, right? Boyd would be like Boyd. the emergency just go, guys. Just go fair catch it. Uh, I wonder if. I wonder if uh, they would try DJ Turner. You know, did he do it? He would be he would be active. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the active guys. Um, but no, I mean I, they might just throw Boyd back there. Honestly, just say go catch the ball. Yeah, I mean because because think about it. You're right. Like who else is active on game day that would do it? Yeah, I, I don't. And, and you're not going to have Yoshi do it. He's never done it. He could do kickoffs for you, but you you can't do punts it's different have, have have you seen dj turner back there at all in camp because he did return punts rarely but he had 41 punt returns i think in college i think he's worked on it a little bit not a ton it's not something he's regularly done but he probably should because if, if cheeto's back sorry he why, had, why wouldn't you he had three punt returns in college he played on the punt return team but only had three oh. returns himself i was gonna say 41 would be a lot because I, I haven't noticed him that much but i, I think he has gotten some work as a punt returner, I want to say. So that that's interesting though. When you talk about Kwame Lasseter, Trent Taylor, and their value to the team, if they need that next guy at punt returner, Trent Irwin is listed on the Our Lads death chart. Have you if it's Trent oh, Irwin been back? Yeah, he, he has. He has done it some now that I think about it. It would be Irwin. There's I can't it. believe I forgot about Irwin. God, he's just so overlooked. It would be Irwin. <laughs> that's who they would put back there. That's exactly yeah. who it would be. Because he's always active. It would be Irwin. Yeah. Oh. 
man, I hope Darren Simmons, I hope the entire coaching staff just doesn't listen to this. Yeah. The, the, or maybe just the first 20 minutes and then you know. just turn it off. Yeah. Don't hear us not know who They're your like, backup oh my God. is. Trent Taylor, he just said it, bro. Okay. It's my bad. Matthew Duffy for our last question today, oh, James. No, at no. Matthew J. Duffy 22. Yeah. Who's the player with the most potential to break out this year? Oh, so Zach Carter's certainly up there after that that move he put on Alex Kappa in practice on Monday. I tweeted that video out. I know it got Jake Lisko's eye. Um great move. Trying to think. Uh, of of someone that could be like because obviously Joseph Osai is going to get named. Uh, I think Dax Hill is is an obvious breakout candidate. Some would probably say Chase Brown. Maybe you go with Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. I don't think Andre Yosovash is really a breakout candidate. Charlie Jones, I, I wouldn't put in that category either. Uh, so I just named them all to say the the only other one you could probably name. I think Irv Smith Jr. be a little bit of a breakout candidate, and uh, he's he's going to be a, a Decent part of this offense, I'll say 500 yards, four touchdowns, and uh, make some big plays. It's nice when you have that many breakout candidates. Like, obviously, you have the superstars of wide receiver. Joe Mixon's going to do Joe Mixon things. Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. He's that guy. I left you someone, though. I left there's, you someone. Hopefully, you take two, it. I think yeah. you left me. Cam Sample okay. is one. Yeah. And I mean, I've been very impressed with Cam Sample this preseason. I was impressed with Cam Sample down the stretch last year. And if he's added some pass rush to his game, which he's shown at times, and that could just be the disparity of backup offensive linemen and backup defensive linemen in this league, where backup offensive linemen are generally just behind backup defensive linemen. Cam Sample's impressed me this preseason. The other one is Cordell Volson, hmm. is, is the other one. And I don't know who you're thinking of. You um, missed it. You missed yeah, it. I got one I, I more did. then. Go ahead. But, but Cordell Volson's the other one. Jonah Williams, maybe Cordell Volson's the other one nope. um, that stands out to me as a guy that we were talking about, like, would they look to replace him? Obviously that was misguided uh, looking to upgrade on that position. They had a lot of belief in him going into year two, and it sounds like they're pretty pleased with him so far. We haven't seen him on the pra- on, on the game day field at all. So uh, probably won't in until the regular season, but Cordell Volson, another one year two, uh, could take a, a big step. Who's the one that I'm not thinking of? Cam Taylor Britt. Oh, yeah. Duh. I mean, obvious. Had a great camp. He's dealing with Jamar Chase every day, and that sucks. It sucks to have to face Jamar and, and T. And, and it's mostly Jamar, but it's been those other guys too. So, yeah, I think Cam Taylor Britt could certainly have a huge year. Yeah. I, I think he looks like an easy quality starter in the NFL Yeah, this year. He's made a leap. Turner looks good. Cheeto looking good that safety that, that safety room looks better it, they're going to be better than people think too at least nationally i, I think that secondary is good should be I, I i've loved what i've seen from dax hill in the preseason my guy in in extended run the only defensive starter that's played as much as yeah. he's played the most out of all two, the defensive three. starters two three Exciting don't stuff. mess with them that's going to do it for this episode of the lockdown bengals podcast we've got one more day of training camp practice or two more days of training camp practice but one more day of training camp practice will be the focus of this show then we'll have a train uh, a game preview for you for preseason game three the things we'll be looking for is the bengals are trying to make some of these roster decisions and that's the rest of the week here on lockdown bengals until next time thanks for listening to this episode of the lockdown bengals podcast who day and have a good one